both for a long time now ben first question have you wished sam a happy birthday this week not only did i wish it to him on his birthday i'm wishing it to him now happy birthday thank you buddy (laughs) now sam they're making you do press on your birthday week but you're fine with that because you're a nice guy right yeah i like to talk to people (laughs) and i love to talk about the after party truly it's a blessing and an excitement well nice talk Exactly. So that first question goes to you, Sam. How similar would you say you are to the Anique character? Uh, I think I'm very, very similar, but I'm, I wouldn't say I'm like as much of like a, a bookish nerd. Um, uh, but, I, you know, I, I do have that sort of optimism that he has and that sort of sarcasm with what he sees around him that are like things that are ridiculous. I, I, I call it out the same way. Uh, and also, we look the same. We have like the same face and stuff. Super similar. <laughs> Super similar. Ben, master improviser as always. Jasper, is there any Jasper in you? Um, I think some of the energy of Jasper, his like excitement about wanting to be a musician and stuff, I think could probably, my excitement of wanting to be a comedian and maybe acting. So I think, I think there's that. And we look very, very different. We do not yeah. look similar. Everything is totally different. I am, it's like Jared Leto in House of Gucci is what people are saying about my performance, how different I look. I'm Jared Leto. Sorry, it's that's very House big. of Gucci. Oh, there you go, that's it. Very the Waluigi good. accent is just fantastic. It's great to see that coming back in the biggest screen. Oh, what a great specific. That is so specific. Oh, he did a great job. He did a great job. Well, everyone in the world wants to speak to both of you. So we're going to ask two quick questions and then you're going to be free. And the first one is, Sam, where does acting alongside Kevin Nash rank in your all-time career accomplishments? I mean, pretty high up there. Kevin's the absolute best. He played uh, Tim's dad, uh, Big Hank Cramblin on Detroiters. And uh, there's so many things. I'm a a fan of of, of, uh, WWE and WCW to begin with. So big, getting to wrestle, uh, getting wrestle, getting to act alongside a Diesel slash Big Sexy slash the Shredder, uh, <laughs> Super Shredder. He was Super Shredder in Ninja Turtles too. It's high true? up there. It's true. It's oh, true. Wow. Well, so he's the best. I love it. Went to the same high school as Paul Heyman, so that means a lot in that world. I did. Well. Yes, you well, did. Be danged. In Scar- Wait, who's Paul Heyman? Who's Paul Heyman? A legendary figure that Sam will tell you about off mic, but. Yeah, he went to Edgemont High School? I believe so in Scarsdale. Oh, my goodness. Holy moly. Well, the last thing I want to know, Ben, is there a highlight for you in working on the after party? Man, uh, the, the cast was an enormous highlight because uh, it seems like you as well. I was a fan of all these people. I've been watching, you know, I watched Broad City. I've watched Ike. I've watched Sam and Detroiters. I've seen all, all these people for Ever. I'm a huge fan of, of Jamie Demetrio and Staff Let's Flats. But the, the biggest one for me was uh, Lord and Miller are like heroes of mine. When sometimes I'll do interviews, they'll say, who are the top three directors? They're always the ones that I've always wanted to be directed by. And uh, they are so incredible and collaborative that I will do anything they want at any time forever. It was, they're, they're incredible. So 
Uh, my hope is that we get to do a bunch more. Maybe Sam and I start a movie together for them. I don't know. Maybe. The privatized biopic that we see in that first episode might be a good starring vehicle. But for now. Very smart. <laughs> thank you both for your time and looking forward <laughs> to all the future projects. Take care, thank man. You thank you so much. much. Alana, Jamie, thank you so much for doing this. First, Jamie, Aaron. how's your day going so far? How's my day going? Yeah. You know what? I get to spend time with my friend Alana, who I haven't seen for about a year, and I formed a very intense bond with uh, her when we were <laughs> on set, which sounds weird. We were great friends, um, you know, after she bullied me for uh, two months for being English. Um, so, you know, yep. it's good to be back on track with her. Now, he Alana, earned it, Darren. I'm not just giving it over as a friend. He earned it, and then, and then we chilled. Well, that was actually something I wanted to know, Alana. When did you and Jamie first meet for the first time? We met, I guess, on Day set. One. Day, Day one. Day one of the shoot. And I yeah, heard yeah. whispers, watch out, watch out for this guy, Jamie. I, I honestly, he's a scene, a scene stealer. That was the thing. That was like, watch out, he is a scene stealer. And then when I found out that his character was Walt, I was like, what a relief. Some of us have um, a shot at our own episode. So uh, <laughs> I was really coming up. I was coming in defensive. And then I was really pleasantly surprised to um meet jamie the lovely human being that he is yeah. i can imagine J jamie how much of walt is there in you um you know i think depending on the party there may be more of walt in me than in walt um you know i think that uh <laughs> i think that we all have those you know parties where you can't quite get your anecdote out and you're just oh. left frozen for the rest of the night and I would advise to Walt and to anyone in those positions, just go home because your bed is so nice and it, you don't mm. need to put yourself through that kind of torture. And now, I'm so Walt. I really appreciate Walt. But Alana, in your case, as a Long Islander, you grew up on Long Island. Did you grow up around a lot of Chelsea's? Oh, Lord. Um, yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, I also grew up a lot, around a lot of Bretts, I would say. I guess Brett, a lot of Bretts, people who uh, think that they're in an action movie. Um, so it was, uh, for tender little Alana, it was a um, real aggro vibe. Where on Long Island, Darren? I'm now based in Long Beach. Have you ever been out in oh, Long yeah, Beach for a polar bear plunge? Of course. Oh, uh, for what? A polar bear plunge where you stupidly get in the water when it's way too cold. No, but I've been out to Long Beach, but uh, polar bear plunge is so dope. A cold plunge is I'm great down. for your body. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, Jamie, did you go to any of your high school reunions? Well, we didn't actually uh, have any, like my school didn't have a high school reunion. I think there's part of me that would have quite liked it to try and project a different version of myself when I arrived. But I think the reality is when I arrived, I would shrivel back into the kind of like <laughs> spineless kind of mound of Greek flesh um, <laughs> that I was when I was, <laughs> I was at school. Um, Did you have so, yeah, uniforms? No, yeah, big time. Did you not? No, we were like public ass public school, right, Darren? Right, right. We are. And Alana, that same question. You, your high school gave the world Kevin James, Mick Foley, etc. Did you go to any high school reunions? I did. Like my character, Chelsea, I was class president. I was tasked with organizing my high school reunion. 
We, we met at the local beach. It was very chill. But Kevin James was the high school next to me, Ward Melville, also known as the pharmacy. <laughs> I'm not going to top that. Thank you both for your time and congratulations on this great project. Looking forward to both of you. What's coming next? Because I mean, I'm talking to two actors, writers, producers, et cetera. So keep up the greatness, both of you. Oh, Thank thanks you, so much. Have a good day. Have a great one. Zoe, Ike, a pleasure among pleasures here. Zoe, I'm going to kick it off and first say, what was your favorite part about making the show? Oh, that's a hard question. And actually the first of its kind. Is it Ike? Um, <laughs> no, you know what? I, uh, I had fun despite, in spite of Ike. Um, <laughs> I guess, man, you know, doing the show it was the first um, project for a lot of us coming back to work sure. during the pandemic. And um, Chris Miller assembled such a stellar group of people and um, not only like massively gifted, but just also really good humans. Uh, so you you know I started this project and you know came home the first day and said to my boyfriend I was like I think I have like a whole new family uh so yeah I think it would be the people that I got to meet and play with and um that would be the most my favorite part sure Ike a pleasure to speak with the great Ivan Duchenko yes it is true to see look here's my picture right there it's <laughs> Same question at you, and then I'll ask something profound to both of you, please. <laughs> uh, so what was the best part for me? I mean, gosh, I, I don't want to I don't want to say the same answer as Zoe, because then she'll say I'm like copying her. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, it's funny. I've known a lot of these folks before. I worked with Tiffany, of course. Uh, I worked with Dave Franco before, John Early, and I know right. Um but, uh, you know, yeah, it was, we always joke about like how much stuff happened in the world from the time we started shooting this to the time we stopped. We went through a new president. We went through a new phase of the pandemic. Oh, yeah. We went through all this stuff. And uh, while all that feeling, all that was going on, everyone was feeling really shitty uh, to be able to go and you know, for 10 hours a day, you get to like goof off with Tiffany Haddish and John Early and Zoe. It's just like, it's like, that is, that would make everyone <laughs> feel better. <laughs> uh, so, so, you know, um, and, and then, you know, a lot of times on a project you get, you know, cast members like we had the best time and oh man, we had the best food. It was so much fun. And this guy's hilarious. And then you see the show and it's terrible. It sucks. And this is so nice. We were saying yesterday, I was like, it's so nice to be like, I love these people. They're like my family and brothers. And it's good. It's like a good show. You know, we're like, so yeah. you can you can enjoy the fact that not only did we all get along, but the show's fucking great. Ag agreed. Well, Zoe, this show puts you <laughs> to the Tony Danza class of being what? able to play a character of your name. Like you get to play Zoe. Now, was the name of the character originally something different in the script? No, it was weird. It was Zoe. I and it's what's also weird is 
character Zoe is very similar to real Zoe. I did a lot of art in high school. I went to school in Providence like Zoe did. I Yeah, there's a, a lot of overlap, um, but it I think it was just coincidence or kismet. Kismet's a big word right there. Well, Ike, have you played any Ikes in any of your roles? I don't think you have. Well, I mean, the only answer to this is I had to play Eisenhower in one um uh, or a dog <laughs> you know it's not really a man's name um, um it's, not it's not it's a very old-fashioned name i like it um I love but it. no i've never played that i'm trying to think if i've even gotten an isaac um but no no career goals career goal that's that's what i'm looking for in 2022 i'm focusing on more <laughs> roles that, that have my name so i get less confused <laughs> well, in closing, congratulations on this great project, but you're both creative forces beyond your acting. So looking forward to what's to come from both of you in the very near future as a producer, director, whatever you want to call it kind of thing. Oh, brother, thank, thank you so much. You. I really appreciate Thanks, talking to you. Thanks, Darren. Phil, Chris, thank you both. Long, long, long time fan of both of you because The Last Man on Earth, <clears throat> pardon that throat clearing, one of our favorite shows of all time in this household. So this was a very eagerly waited show. How long was it in the works for? Phil, do you want to take that one for, uh, for me first? Uh, sure. I, I mean, uh, this is something that Chris wrote as a feature 11 years ago. We were working on Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Um, and uh, we had a little tiny bit of downtime for him to start uh, thinking about it. And then we got really busy for about 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then, you know, we, we've, uh, we're trying to think of um, uh, stuff to do in television with our nice partners at, at Sony. And, uh, and he thought about, well, I do have a 450 page script for a feature. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could chop it into episodes. And, and it really, it, I thought it made the whole um, proposition of, the idea even better because you know now you get to spend an episode with each character and really get to know them and um and i think it's just became its best self chris does that recollection match what you <laughs> do personally <laughs> if you don't have one of those in the rashomon of the yeah and this is how we're so we're telling each, each person's side of the story well i mean the script idea. obviously wasn't uh 450 pages and that was the the issue is that when we came back and looked at it it was like this is a lot of fun, but we're really like breezing through some of these people's point of view and we don't really get a chance to get in depth with them. And so um, the idea of giving each person their own episode and then you could really lean into the stylings of, uh, of that person's style of storytelling. And that's when it really started to come alive and get really exciting for us. Um, and so that's, uh, and that's uh, how, it, how it came to be. Without giving anything away, can you tell me how much was actually filmed of the Private Eyes biopic? <laughs> uh, more than was able to fit in uh, into a responsibly edited episode. Yeah, but not as much as is in our head. <laughs> That's right. It would certainly be a dream to make a Helena's uh, biopic movie with those guys. I am starting uh, a campaign now. We uh, we it, had a it lot of has fun. Has been discussed. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw that and I legitimately thought these guys may have put together a proper treatment on that. So, 
that we, de- we definitely had ideas joke? about it. Definitely, no, we definitely talked about it. In my head, it's a um, it's a sort of uh, making of story behind the scenes where of a, Xavier, a failed biopic. Yeah, yeah, and Chan make try to get the rights <laughs> to the Holland so, of Gun, but don't quite. Um, and uh, I just really, so, it was a very fun day of shooting. I'll say that. Daryl Hall, John Oates, give us a call. We're uh, we're, we're around. Well, that's awesome. And I mentioned at the top, we love Last Man on Earth. We're always hoping that it may come back in some form. But I've never heard this confirmed. Did the name of the Phil Miller character come as an amalgamation of your names? It did. I have to ask Will, but it It did. was a prank. It was a prank on us in in the pitch. (laughs) And, And it just stuck. Wow. Okay. And then, so going back though, you mentioned, you know, a hypothetical 450 page script. <laughs> Does that mean that some of it might be set aside so that we could get a second season of the after party in some form? Um, well, the real script one was extra really, page at the yeah, end. The real, the real script was a reg- regular script length, but we did have a lot of ideas that there weren't room for. I mean, if, if this were to be like, hopefully people love it and are excited about it because we we have we had so much fun making it and we have plenty more ideas and there's lots of other styles of storytelling that we didn't get a chance to do. Well, looking forward to that. Looking forward to the Private Eyes biopic. Thank you guys for your time and the many years of great work. No, thank you. Thanks for taking the time <laughs> Thanks, with us. Thanks, Darren. Nice to talk nice. to you. Outrocast. How is your morning going there? It's great. It's going really well. We just had a, um, a meeting. We're doing some exciting things at MSG. We're doing a whole Betapalooza week of shows six days a week. So we just had a meeting about that. I'm pretty excited about. Wow. Well, leading into it, when I was a kid, <laughs> the closest you got to like sports betting was people would be, hey, my cousin has a Super Bowl betting pool. Like that is yeah. as far as it went. In the last like 10 years, we've seen the sports world embrace fantasy football. When did you start to notice the tide change that not only could you talk about sports betting, but you were publicly commended for like knowing that stuff? Yeah, and I I will say it's so funny that you said that because there is the traditional way of thinking about sports gambling and even the term degenerate, I feel like... It's because it's totally changed. The word degenerate now is a, is a loving term that gamblers will call each other when I think the history of it is, like you said, it's the weird uncle that goes to the you know shady bar that maybe his knees are going to get broken off if he doesn't yeah. pay his bookie. Sorry for my dog here uh, interrupting us, getting some water there. But now, uh, and I really think this happened when it became legalized, when it became up to the states, uh, once that passed in Congress, and you started seeing it kind of uh, infiltrate different communities. And it really is a younger community community now of gamblers, a younger, more savvy, and it's really a form of entertainment. It's not this dark, seedy thing. And I always like to call myself lovingly, you know, a degenerate in in nice packaging because it really is kind of a loving thing. And I think that this newer generation of gamblers are younger. They're looking for more entertainment. It is more fun. It's certainly more accepted uh, as a a form of entertainment rather than something seedy. So it's, it's been a huge change. And I think probably in about 2017, once started becoming legalized in states uh, that's when we saw the shift yeah also growing up as a big Howard Stern fan one of the things that they would get people on is oh he's such a degenerative gambler 
you know, that that was a quirk that they put on people. And as you pointed out, it used to be the, oh, my uncle knows a guy at the OTB. Yeah. And, and now it's a classy thing. People go, you know what? I'm going to go to Vegas for a weekend and hang out and watch the games and bet. So when yeah. did you realize that you had a knack for not just numbers, but numbers in the sports world? So I've always been a huge sports fan, specifically in the NFL. I'm a big diehard 49ers fan. I was living in Los Angeles at the time, still a season ticket holder for the Niners, going there all the time. And like you said, fantasy football is really the uh, the gateway drug, if you will, or how you dip your toe into gambling. And I think what people really appreciate about, appreciate about fantasy football and also gambling is it it broadens your view, right? So for me, as a huge 49ers fan, I could tell you anything about the 49ers and I could tell you a lot about the NFC West. Now, I couldn't really tell you a lot of AFC players outside of Tom Brady and the big ones. What fantasy has done and what also gambling has done is it's really broadened your view and it's more fun now to watch games that maybe your team isn't playing or it's a division that you don't care about. It's fun to have a little bit of skin in the game. And now I know so much more about one, the game and two different players and different teams. So it makes everything more enjoyable. We were connected by the wonderful, wonderful folks at MSG. Yes. How long did you have to keep it a secret that you had this great show coming out? A second, a second, Darren, literally I was on vacation. Um, when I, when I got the call to, to try out basically for the show to be one of the hosts. I was on vacation with my family in Wisconsin. I ended up rerouting my vacation, coming in and uh, interviewing with MSG and doing a demo. And the next week I was on air. So it was really, really fast. But of course this was Labor Day weekend. So they were trying to get the shows up and running uh, in time for football season, but it was a whirlwind and really just so exciting and so great. And I'm so glad that it happened so fast because I'd be dying to tell people if I had to hold on to it. Yeah. Uh, well, going back to the grandpa Darren here back in his day, uh, when I was growing up, the MSG network was pretty much the local sports teams, maybe WWF monthly from the garden. That's pretty much all it was. And then in recent years, we've seen it have great roundtable programming, the occasional concert, lots of fun entertainment. Did you grow up on MSG network programming? So I'm from California, so I did not grow up on MSG programming. Had I lived here, I definitely would. But I do want to speak to what you just said in that and kind of the evolving uh, involvement of the company. And it's so exciting to be with a company like MSG because, look, there's so many sports networks right now. And a lot of people don't have their finger on the pulse, specifically when it comes to gambling. And like I mentioned, this newer version of gamblers, this younger audience, these people mm -hmm. that are craving entertainment. A lot of the content that you see right now, specifically with sports betting, is very very analytical. It's very numbers driven, driven, and it's a little bit intimidating for people who aren't into gambling or don't understand it, or it's just not that entertaining to watch for this newer generation. And I'll give a lot of credit to MSG because with the shows that they put together, Odds With Ends, The Betting Exchange, which of course I host, and uh, The Better Half Hour, it's what I like to call wagertainment. It's really for this newer audience that's one, getting into sports gambling, and two, likes to be entertained. And MSG is the only uh, network that I've seen that's doing that. So it's really exciting. You, Jeff and Eric, great chemistry on screen. How much of that is prep versus you're just good people who can hang? 
you know what, obviously all credit to the producers for putting good shows together in terms of the rundown, but you know what, we really like each other a lot uh, and our chemistry is great and, and we all have different personalities and we bring different things. Jeff, of course, is the New York local. Uh, they can talk about New York sports until he's blue in the face and he'll still have all kinds of fun stats and fun things to talk about. And of course, Eric being a former player, he gives us insight that we could never possibly have. One of the things he said to me, which I couldn't believe, obviously he was um, a defender, was on the defense, is that when it's really, really cold outside, sometimes defenders will purposely miss a block because it's too cold. I would have never thought that. But of course, now I can use that into my gambling. Okay, it's a really cold day. Maybe this defense isn't going to get the stops that I thought they were going to get. And then of course me, I'm I'm the gambler. I'm the authentic gambler, if you will. I've been doing this for a few years now, so I can bring that to the table. Wow, a lot to unpack with that one. <laughs> Are you the person to bring to a bar trivia night? When it comes to this sports and gambling, I would say yes. I would say yes. Certainly, if anything is on the 49ers, I got you. I got you 100%. Uh, but no no other surprise topics that you you excel at like sports? Well, here's the thing. And, and, and what, I'm, what I'm really passionate about is is women in sports and sports media. And I feel like right now women are an untapped resource when it, I think it's now, I'm not sure if this quote, if this stat is hundred percent accurate, but I did hear that the gambling market about is about 35% women, which is higher than anybody yeah. thought, but there's really no content that is geared towards women. And even when you think about women's roles on these sports shows, we're, well, it makes it easier for women to watch and a little bit more comfortable, but we're not there necessarily for women. Um, a lot of the times it's for men. And so what I'm passionate about is bringing gambling and sports content that's geared towards women that's a little bit softer. So I would say, you know, one of my talents is really just being a real girl. I don't know um, if that's the right way to say it, but like you said, I'm all about sports and every Sunday I'm screaming at my television like one of the boys. But then after that, I'll watch Emily in Paris or, you know, uh, The Real Housewives or or of wherever. So I like to have both sides of it where I'm kind of a girly girl and then I'm all about sports and gambling. Rather than saying a real girl, I say a good hang. That's yeah, what you are. Exactly. And you know, I, I take that back, please. I don't want to say real girl because all of us are real. There's no real girl versus whatever. But yes, yeah. I will I will agree with you. I am a very good hang. So credit goes to you on being a good hang because not everyone <laughs> can be a good hang. And credit also goes to you in having a career that didn't exist 10 years ago. Because yes. when you think about many of the careers that people have in the media landscape right now, imagine Marv Albert explaining to him in like 1997, okay, so there's these people who come on TV and they give you the probability <laughs> of the win here. And like, so they're the athlete. No, but you know, so it's just one of those careers where totally foreign to, to people years ago, but what was the plan B? Was it, I'm going to be a media personality and this fell in your lap? No. So complete opposite. So I've been working in public relations for 15 years. I worked predominantly in fashion and beauty. Uh, and then I transitioned into film and I always loved sports. And, and to be quite honest, I wasn't really happy in public relations probably for the last five or seven years, but I'd worked myself up, you know, to be a director and all of these things. I thought, what am I going to do? I'm going to start over. And I think a lot of people get in that rut where we feel stuck in our career just because we've been doing it for so long and starting something new feels so scary. So I always knew 
knew that I was into sports. I knew I had the gift of gab and uh, that I like to give my analysis on things. So I just basically started an Instagram account, Katie Mox Bets, and I started to give my game analysis on picks every single week and it started to grow. And I realized, hey, I could actually do this. And then when the pandemic hit, I was working in film, we were doing PR for movies. And of course, there were no movies coming out. So there was no need for PR and marketing for those movies. And I got laid off like a lot of Americans did. And I really took that as an opportunity. Okay, let's make this happen. Let's do this. At what other time would you be able to work, work excuse me, work full time in PR and then also transition into a new field? And so I gave myself a timeline that by football season of this year, I will have transitioned. And of course, as I just told you, it was Labor Day weekend right before the football season where I got this. Wow. It's yeah. wonderful to hear that you were successfully able to reinvent yourself on a timeline. Usually yes. you get two out of those three, not three out of three. Yeah. I was very lucky, but I, I will say the first step is the hardest, right? It's like mm -hmm. I wouldn't didn't even know where to start or what to do. And I was so nervous to create an Instagram account because I thought I would look lame or people wouldn't like it or whatever it was. It's so scary to make that first step. And then once you start doing it, you realize it's not actually that scary. And as cheesy as this is, I mean, my eyes are rolling even thinking about it coming out of my mouth but you can really be anyone and do anything you want in this world all you have to do is try and i am a testament to that Outro cast.